Back in 1995, and yes, that's 29 years ago, the Northern Territory became the first jurisdiction in Australia to legalise euthanasia. But just as quickly, well, two years later, the laws were erased by the federal parliament. Today, the top end and the ACT are the last remaining jurisdictions in this country without voluntary assisted dying laws. However, that could uh, soon change with the Northern Territory Labor government surveying the public on support for what could be the country's most liberal euthanasia laws. Marshall Perrin is the former Northern Territory chief minister who oversaw Australia's first VAD scheme in 1996. Don't mean to make you feel old there, Marshall. It's been a few years under the bridge, but you've made this submission to the Northern Territory government on what provisions uh, really you'd like to see the government implement. Tell me about what shape these future euthanasia laws should take. Uh, hi, Andy, and how hi to your, uh, your listeners. Um, yes, it does make me feel a bit old when you talk about 29 years back that uh, that I was making a bit of news back in those days. <laughs> uh, the, the laws for the future, in my view, will be more progressive than they have been so far. It seems to me that the politicians in Australia are still behind the community's views on the issue of voluntary assisted dying and and uh, how far how broad eligibility should be for uh, for people to be able to access VAD. And I'm hoping that, uh, firstly, the ACT which is very close to uh, – well, I do have a bill before the House, of course, in the ACT, and they're about to revisit that bill and bring it on for debate, I believe, in the next couple of weeks, uh, which will be very interesting to see just how far the ACT are prepared to push the envelope, if they are prepared, and it appears according to their bill that they are. And they, the one that will follow, of course, we started first and now we're going to be last, is the Northern Territory. And they're at a, an earlier stage than the ACT is in as much as they're still taking evidence uh, or submissions by their consultative, what's called an expert panel, uh, who will recommend to the Northern Territory Government a, a regime or a course of action that they believe the government should follow to bring VAD to Territorians. So the I'm real hoping sticking that they point. will push the envelope a bit. There's no reason why they shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, the real sticking point in this debate around euthanasia is whether people suffering from advanced dementia should be given access to VAD. I mean, there are moral and ethical dilemmas surrounding the ability to consent if cognitive functions are impaired. How would you like to see the Territory progress here? Well, I think the uh, the only solution which uh, is being touted and, and uh, is a logical one is uh, some form of a sophisticated advanced directive where whilst uh, one has uh, full mental competence and capacity, decision-making capacity, that you elect that should you ever uh, contract uh, dementia uh, and uh, eventually lose competence, which it is inevitable in that case, uh, that there will reach a time when you're prepared to have your life uh, extinguished rather than endure, if enduring is the right word, uh, the remaining period of time, sometimes years, uh, within which uh, we see dementia patients' uh, final final time. So, uh, and that seems to be the issue that grabbed Australian attention, or the Australian, the attention of Australians generally uh, in VAD since the states have adopted a broad terminally ill uh, uh, eligibility criteria, 
the uh, the fact that dementia patients are sort of left out of the equation uh, has uh, caused great concern by so many Australians that uh, the heat is on politicians to find an answer. Well, given that dementia is rapidly and soon to be the leading cause of death in this country, it already is for women, I think that debate is only going to get really more pointed. The the section of the survey uh, that's gauging public support for euthanasia due to mental illness is interesting. Belgium and Luxembourg uh, allow mental health patients to access VAD. Uh, Canada uh, legislated similar access but delayed the implementation of the policy. Do you think that people with chronic mental illness should be eligible for assisted dying? Uh, I think eventually uh, the laws will extend that that far, but at the present time it's in the too hard basket, certainly for Australian politicians and uh, the the countries that you mentioned, uh, the Netherlands, uh, Belgium, Luxembourg and Canada uh, are leading the field in that respect and they've had many years' experience in this matter, been studying the subject of mental illness and, and dementia uh, for many years with expert panels and, uh, and interested groups all contributing their opinion and they are treading carefully down this path. There are very few cases, I believe, that have ever actually been, uh, uh, I was going to say prosecuted, it's the wrong word, but carried out where a dementia or mentally ill person has actually had their their uh, wishes uh, carried out and, uh, and life extinguished. So it, it's an area where the uh, the, the, the it, it's well. I'll go back to my point. It's too hard for politicians at this stage, and there's plenty of other material in the terminally ill and the non-terminally ill categories. Uh, that can occupy politicians in the meantime. Yeah, the arguments and interpretations of unbearable or immeasurable suffering are a curious one when we're dealing with uh, people that do have chronic mental health illnesses. I'm sure that they would argue they are 100% unbearable or immeasurable in their suffering. The former Northern Territory Chief Minister Marshall Perrin is here. We're talking about the push to legislate voluntary assisted dying laws on RN Drive. In 96, the introduction of the Northern Territory Euthanasia laws was met with strong opposition from Indigenous people. Some concerns have been raised in this round of consultations. What kind of response did your government receive from those communities uh, in 95 to your euthanasia laws? It was a very controversial issue back then, uh, uh, Andy. The, uh, the mischievous people, Andy, voluntary euthanasia uh, advocates, uh, were active amongst Aboriginal communities or some Aboriginal communities spreading uh, misinformation and uh, scaring people into believing that uh, if the elderly went near a doctor, if the legislation was passed, then uh, they could be killed. Uh, and that sort of uh, information, unfortunately, flowed pretty freely through Aboriginal communities and there was a great deal of concern. However, in subsequent inquiries into the, the actual practice of voluntary euthanasia while it was on input in the Territory, uh, found uh, from government re- records that there was no diminution of attendance at medical clinics or doctor or hospitals by no discernible uh, dim- diminution of attendance by Aborigines during the period that the law was in force. So uh, it's it's on the subject for the Northern Territory, obviously, to pay particular attention to, considering that uh, 28 to 30% of the Northern Territory's population are Indigenous people, and many of them 
uh, living a semi-cultural society with uh, a lot of their their uh, culture still intact, and their understanding of death is quite different to Western society, as I understand it. They're uh, they they don't have words for in many cases suicide, euthanasia, voluntary. These uh, words are completely alien to some of the people whose language uh, English is probably second or third language for them. And so there's a, a, a big job to be done in consulting Aborigines as to whether they are interested in the process, understand the process, and understand that the word voluntary means that no one ne- need have any fear of VAD legislation because it's, it has, can only be initiated by the applicant themselves. Nobody can do it on their behalf. So mm. it's, a, it's a voluntary process for everyone involved, not just the applicant, but uh, medical people, uh, anyone else who's involved in the process, all have to be acting voluntary uh, without coercion uh, to be compliant with the law. Well, with uh, the dementia issue, with the mental health issue and the Indigenous uh, angle as well, there's uh, plenty of thorny issues ahead. Uh, Former Northern Territory Chief Minister Marshall Perrin, good to talk to you. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Thank you, Andy. Bye-bye. And submissions for the Northern Territory's Voluntary Assisted Dying Survey close Friday, March the 1st. You can find out more by visiting haveyoursay.nt.gov.au forward slash VAD. And if this story has raised any issues for you, Lifeline's there, 13 14. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.